Sometimes I had too many beers, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Working out, automatic. Whacking out, automatic. Catholic all-girls schools, automatic. Still is. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Chopping Block Podcast. I'm your host, Perks Nowinski, here with... Timmy J-Town. And Jebediah. And Jebediah. Jebediah, have you chosen a last name yet or is it still just Jebediah? I knew you were thinking about that. The wedding hasn't come around yet, so I'm still uh, maintaining Jebediah. But Jebediah. soon, soon there could be some movement on that front. Alright, well we'll be, uh, we'll be hopping into some college football today with Jebediah. Um, but later on, we're going to have a special guest, uh, NFL expert on for our NFL segment of the podcast. So yeah, we're going to be, um, you know, looking, uh, pre- previewing college football week three and NFL week two. That was very hard for me to get. This was like the third take. So, um, let's just hop right in. Um, the first thing I kind of want to talk about, and I know Timmy J loves talking about him. Timmy J. Texas A&M. It's been oh, a it's I been a drama filled week. It's been a it's been a bad week. It really it's has been, been a bad it's week. Been a it's, sad week. It's been a sad week. It's been a bad. Week. It's been a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Um, yeah, I it, a lot of you know bad videos coming out. The the cringy midnight yell stuff Hate and traditions. It. Then the stats line too. That, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, everyone ever from ESPN just posting our stat line. However often they can, just because you know, screw A and M. That's that, that's that that's how pos- everyone views us. It's just screw A and M. Well, so. that that time of possession they keep showing, as well as first downs, it's really a heartbreaking to see. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about a couple of traditions we hate at A and M. The first being ticket pull. I've actually never had to pull a ticket, thankfully, and I thankfully don't think I ever will have to. But you have. Do you want to explain to the of Belgiumese course. people? Of course. In the name of tradition, the A&M student body is expected to wait outside in a massive, slow-moving line on school days in order to pick tickets for the weekend games. But given the popularity of our football program, one frequently has to camp out overnight in order to get good tickets and good seats for that weekend game, which means you have to skip class something that a prestigious academic institution you couldn't imagine wanting to encourage, and yet that's the case, in order to get those prime tickets and those prime seats for the game. Now, I have had to wake up at all abominable hours in order to go and pick tickets for my compatriots here. Ungrateful compatriots. Very ungrateful. They don't recognize all that I do for them. And it has to then involve me being up the crack of dawn instead of sleeping in or going to class or studying, doing my homework, anything that a good student would be doing. But no, as a diehard college football fan, I don't have any choice but to wait in that line to get those tickets. It is a horrid tradition. I've been to, to other universities and ha- spoken to people there, and they all have an 
online ticket poll system that would be so much better than this one. I don't know who is actually in favor of this ticket poll tradition, and honestly, it needs to die. I, I went to a Penn State game last year. Uh, it was Auburn at Penn State, college game day. Very was fun experience. Was it was a whiteout. It was one of the best games I've ever been to. Did you go, who, did you go by yourself? Um, I went with a person who uh, went to state, but not he Penn State. state. He yeah. went to oh, okay. Mississippi okay. State. Oh, really? Oh. And we don't oh, okay. talk about his real name on the podcast. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, for, for undisclosed reasons. But anyways, what their students did there is, you know, you buy a ticket. You have, a, I guess, sports pass or something. And you show up to the game, and pretty much it's first come, first serve. So if you want to show up to the game four hours before it starts and be on you know, front row, you have front row, but it's a Saturday and they, you can get drunk in the stadium. They play music in the stadium. They're doing like yells and stuff. And it's, it's a fun in stadium experience. Two hours before the game, the entire student section was full. It was, it was a crazy atmosphere. I think that's how it should be done. Well, instead of on a, in the middle of the week, you know, missing class. I don't know. It's just a little more fun. Or you could just do it online, like See, you said. See, th- that's what Colorado does. I was at the A&M Colorado game last season that was being played in Denver, and I have a few friends that attend the University of Colorado, and the way their students get their tickets is by a virtual ticket poll. And it's just purely based on your class rank. So seniors get the best seats all the way down to freshmen who are going to get the worst seats. Yeah. And I think that is an appropriate way to do it, and you know, many online systems they could use. A&M's not strapped on cash by any means. They could afford to uh, implement such a system. Well, all right. Enough about ticket pull. On to our next tradition that I think is very stupid. Can I have a tradition that I don't sure. like? Sure. We'll go with Timmy J's first. My least favorite Texas A&M tradition is Jimbo Fisher having a shitty offense. <laughs> that is my least favorite right, A&M look, tradition. We're going to hop into that in a second. That is, that, that's a shitty that tradition. That is my least favorite tradition. But because I'm a fifth generation Aggie, so I love all of the traditions. I am as tradition deep as it goes. I drink the Kool Aid. You're okay? deep in the tradition. Oh, I'm so our deep organization. In the so so to get a a tailgating spot during game days, you have to wait starting at 8 p.m. all the way to 12 p.m. the next day. So on, on you have to wait Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday 16 night. hours. On Thursday, and again, people have class, and you know that it's just it's it makes no sense. I, I helped go and stake it. I didn't stay overnight. There was a couple people that stayed overnight, but I went and helped uh, to stake it out, and I was out there for an hour, and it sucked. So um, there's people that have it way worse than I did. I just think that's an absolutely ridiculous reason to do that. Well, and in the name it, in the name of tradition, I mean efficiency. Come on, I mean it's just ridiculous. Well, then it can also lead to confrontation and conflict with others because being everything's a tradition here. Well, I've tailgated in this exact same spot for the past ten years, so you can't have this spot, even though you may have been camping out for longer. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about A and M's ridiculous tradition. Can, can I, I do? Can, there's, I, there's, can I have one more? Pe- Yes, let me let me make this point real fast though. There, people, I, I actually do like a lot of AM traditions. When you go to, to game away games like Penn State or Auburn, there's cool stuff there. But them saying we are Penn State, we are Penn State, we are Penn State, uh, like thank you or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of stupid stuff other schools do, and I get it from the outside looking in. A lot of AM's traditions are dumb, but they're not cheesy, which is what 
or most of them aren't cheesy. I don't know. The, those midnight yell jokes are pretty damn cheesy. But well, that's the core guys. Well, though. You but can't, but you can't take away the core them. guys. I think a lot of the traditions at AM are actually pretty cool. Well, that that's where I'm getting to then with this other one, yell leaders. I don't have anything wrong with them inherently, except for the fact that we use that for a reason that we cannot have cheerleaders at our football games because yeah. we have yell leaders. When we have, I don't we have, see, a, we have a dance team. That we have a dance up. team at our basketball games. No, and baseball they're, they're, games. And baseball games. They, they, they hold the flags. flags out. Yeah, they, they carry, carry the flags. flags out. They do okay. carry the flags out. Yeah. Okay. They're there. No, I, you can't I want say actual. I want are. actual dancers slash cheerleaders for the game. Additionally, I do like the yells, but I would also like to be able to you know have an opportunity to hear what the DJ has for it. Some of the best also, games I've been to, Bama A and M last season, the DJ was bumping it. Okay. DJ Mike. Also he feel cranked like up we the haven't volume. been doing it as many yells. In the we stands. haven't, but I also haven't heard the DJ as much either. Because well, when the DJ AM cranks speakers it up, have always been absolutely awful, except at night games for like absolutely no reason. Yeah, so I think you get a better balance of music to yells, and then throw in cheerleaders slash dancers into the mix beyond just carrying the flags. And I think the game time atmosphere can be all the better. All right. Well, with that being said, let's jump into some football, man. It's a busy weekend, um, at least for college. I don't think there's that marquee game, that not that top 10 matchup. Um, I think there's only one or two top 25 matchups. Not many, but nonetheless, I think there's a lot of good lines this weekend if you are going to be gambling this weekend. And I, I think it'll be an entertaining weekend. Weekends like these kind of set are set up for upsets just because you know there's not a lot of top 25 matchups, so... Maybe we'll see some. I don't know. But first, before we hop into that, let's talk about the Thursday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, it, was, it was Prime Video's first uh, Thursday night football game. Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels calling the game. I thought it was a little American. weird. Uh, here, here's what I have to it's say. Weird. I don't... If it was Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler, it would have been one thing. It would have been weird, but... It was weird hearing an NFL commentator with a college football commentator. I either needed two college football commentators calling it or two NFL. I didn't like the mixture of Al Michaels and, and Kirk Herbstreit. And also, the broadcast was just choppy all the entire I, night. I, I, I don't know if that was our Wi-Fi or what. I thought they had kinda... some good shots, but there was a lot of questionable things that the broadcast was doing that I, I wasn't a huge fan of. But altogether, I mean, those primetime games, like... They're they're pretty damn cool to watch, especially over, in a stadium like Arrowhead. The over fifty three is just absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. It was a good game though, and and both quarterbacks played great. If Kelsey doesn't get tackled at the half yard line, that's yeah, that's that a, tackle that's by the, the um, over, oh, Derwin James body slam picked up and thrown down. Yeah, and and Travis Kelsey's a big dude, so that's that's pretty yeah. crazy that it, that happened well, to him. WWE got on the rope, picked him up and slammed. Well, what's funny is did you see last week his brother Jason Kelsey, he got body slammed by a rookie on the Lions. Is it Jason and Kelly an offensive lineman? He, he's a J- Jason Kelly's an offensive lineman for the Eagles and he got so body how'd he slammed. Get body slammed if he's an offensive lineman. That, the guy like just grabbed him and threw him. For and then they went on a podcast. Him and Travis Kelsey have a podcast and they were talking on the podcast about how like he got body slammed, and then this happened like the next day, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was a big hit, dude. Big hit. Well, 
How about Justin Herbert? He took a big hit. Okay. Yeah, Justin Herbert and then came back is, out. is a warrior. The fact that he was able to make that 40-yard throw down the field after he literally couldn't run for a yard to get the first yeah. down is still kind of He crazy. he is a tough dude. And I, look, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm going to be biased towards the Chiefs here. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but I think J- Justin Herbert's up there. For sure, and I think and he's a tough dude. Like Herbert's he, up there, Josh Allen's up there. Yeah, I think the yeah. top five Herbert's would be definitely the future. Mah- the thing with Mahomes is that he's just gone. Like I think Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are very good, but they just don't have the resume to back them up. Oh, I don't know, Josh Allen after uh, what he did with the Chiefs last uh, last season, they still lost. They the, did, but Josh Allen had some incredible plays in that game. He did, but Mahomes came out on top, which he is why he won the coin toss. Okay, that's he won, what he did. He, he, won, he won, the, won the coin. He toss. won the game. He won. You the can coin say toss. you can say what you want. He played phenomenal that game. So I don't so know. Did Josh Allen. He did. We're not again. Any consensus if if, on this if Josh stuff, Allen so. won the game, I wouldn't be saying this. But like, it's a whole team. Okay, but, but when he, it matters, an in, Patrick Mahomes was looking incredible. Patrick Mahomes just has a better resume. Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl. They're Super Bowl favorites right now. We'll see where it goes. Okay, let's just be honest, though. Daniel Jones, top five quarterback. Yeah, so it goes Daniel Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I'd say then Justin. And then Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) I don't know. Tom. Tom's up there still. No, Tom's definitely top. Tom yeah, and Tana- probably where's probably, on, probably on the Joe. List again? Remind me where Tannehill is on your list. He's one. Um, he's he's yeah one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's a top ten. I, I personally Dak think Prescott, every number one. Is my number okay, okay. Who are the three most overrated quarterbacks in the league? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, number one. I think they need to find a new quarterback. They need to tank and get Bryce Young. Is what they need. You think that's what they need to do? Yes, I do not think that. You don't the like guy. the Jimmy G talks. I, I think that would actually be smart. Jimmy G gets way too much hate. I think Jimmy G would work well. He's a system quarterback. All right, well, look, we're going to hop into the NFL later. We're going to have our NFL expert on, um, even though he's a Giants fan, so can he even really be an expert? But um, Yeah, th- thanks, Perks, for getting us down this uh, rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, jumping in to the college football slate. We got a Friday night game. We're can here, we dive we're in? Go over first. I don't want to jump Okay, in. okay. We're going to dive in. Head okay. first. Head first. Head first. Okay. We're diving dolphin in. Dive? Dolphin dive. No pencil dive. We're dolphin diving in. Cute. All right. Florida State at Louisville. The line is two, minus two and a half in two favor half. of yeah. Florida, State. Florida State. I'm a little surprised by this. I think Florida State's looked good this year. Uh, you know, I don't know how good LSU is, but that, that was a very entertaining game. Did they play last week or did they have a bye? I didn't. I don't know. Uh, they did. They did? What, what's yeah. the record? No, they didn't. They played week zero. So, so they had yeah. a bye week last so week. Um, I don't know. So Louisville, Louisville did come back last Friday against UCF, and it is a home game for Louisville, but regardless, I'm taking Florida State here. I think Florida State has something to prove after last season and what occurred with that uh, unfortunate mess of a season they had. So I think they're really... And the season before, and the season and, well, before, it, and the many, season many before. Seasons. There's been many seasons. I think okay. Mike Norvell's a good guy. I think he is, and I think he's in this program with some solid footing underneath it, and I think he has a lot that he can do this season. Now. Jordan Jordan Travis is playing the best football of his career, and he has a bunch of massive receivers. Yeah, I He's think Jordan Travis is very big good. Big receivers. He hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns this season, but he also hasn't thrown any interceptions. Just watching him, he looks like one of the yeah, best quarterbacks he, in football he, from what I've just, seen. He's just very he, he's very consistent. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but he also doesn't make mistakes, which is very good. They have a pretty good running back, big receivers, very good defense. 
They've I forgot the guy on their defensive line. Ver, Verve, something like that. But he absolutely destroyed LSU. Like that is he blocked a kick against LSU. He had like three or four sacks. They couldn't run against him. He was just absolutely destroying the line of scrimmage. He'll definitely be a playmaker to yeah. watch. Uh, I think. I, I think. Florida State. Florida State wins this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be high on Florida State until I get proven otherwise. I mean, I think Clemson's better in the ACC, but maybe Miami, but I'm pretty high on Florida State this year. And Louisville was not the better team against UCF. UCF just turned the ball over too many times to, to win that game. All right, well, um, speaking of Miami, we have that as our next game. Miami at Texas A&M, a game that probably would have been college game day had A&M not completely botched uh, the win against App State last week. But it's okay. College game day is now at App State Troy. Exactly. A classic. Classic. A classic. Classic rivalry. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know. There's been a lot of drama with AM this week. A lot of people calling for Jimbo's head. I don't think Aggies per se, but a lot of uh, people, people, yes, saying that he's just not the guy. And, and look, AM's got their problems, but this really is a and I think I said it in the last podcast, a career-defining game for Jimbo. Like, if he if he comes out and our offense is the same and there's no adjustments made, I mean, like, this is this is really a must-win game, I think, for Jimbo. Possibly the, the biggest must-win game Jimbo's had since his time at A&M, right? I mean, what, what game has mattered more? It's still non-conference, though. But so if, they go one into, if they go one and two into SEC play, like... You can no longer fall back on, well, he's getting this, the program together, getting the and, guys and, and together again, that he wants. He's been here. This is fifth year. We heard Josh Pate talk, uh, touch on it earlier. Like, the transfer portal is a real thing. Like, no free ads. Th- these, guys, these guys can transfer out if if they want to. And I don't know. I'm worried. I, I think the Aggies will win because Jimbo plays to his level usually. You and, have to remember, and, we're and we, also we, getting we, a bunch of guys back today. Or not today, for tomorrow's game. We're getting a bunch of guys back. Jalen Jones, our our best defensive back, coming back. Bryce Foster commanding the center position. And Max Johnson at quarterback. Max Johnson at quarterback. I think he should have started the year at quarterback. Totally agree. Very experienced. I think he's played in... I I think having a confident QB out there. He's played a season and a half of SEC football. He was in it against Bama. He was in it. He beat Florida twice, I think. He beat us. He beat us. us. It, he's just a very experienced quarterback. He had one tough game against UCLA, but where he made some iffy decisions. But that that's really the only bad yeah. thing that people talk about in his career. So I think I think he'll be slinging it. Yeah, I think that AM like also after a loss, AM under Jimbo has been pretty good about bouncing back. I think. I think last week was a real wake up call for the program, and I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping it was a wake up call for the program. So, if not, we're we're gonna see. But yeah, I, I'm gonna take season. I'm gonna take the Aggies here. What just, about y'all? Just getting players back, hungry dog, and back against the wall. They're gonna be fighting. The AM announced sold out crowd like on Monday of the week. So there's going to be, and I guarantee you they're going to add a few extra, so there's going to be like 105,000 people there. 8 o'clock, late kickoff. A lot of East Coast people are pissed off about that, that it starts at 9 there. But I think it's going to be a wild atmosphere. Also, don't forget, Jumbo owns Miami. That's true. (laughs) He owns the city of Miami. (laughs) You also have to remember, yo Keith Brown from Miami. Revenge spot. Revenge game. Shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm taking Aggies to t- beat Miami. I think our boys are going to have a bit of a vengeance in them after what happened last week, and I think I, I think we're going to be real aggressive out So there. you're saying that Texas A&M is vengeance. You know, I would go as far as saying that. Also, Gabe Brenlow-Dindy. Heard he might get some playing time. Really? Back Do you know Richard. if Walter Nolan's back? I don't think he is, but if Brownlow Dindy's back, that's a good sign. Yeah. All right, well. Jalen Jones might also, I mean, not Jalen Jones, Miles Jones might also be back. <coughs> He's been practicing this week, so it might be back. All right, well, there you go. There you have it. A&M across the board. I think it'll be a good game, um, but I'm hoping for an A&M victory. All right, on to our next game. I think we're all going to have the same answer here, but uh, we wanted to talk about it just because it's an old-time rivalry. Oklahoma at Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska coming off, just firing their coach, Scott Frost. Um, maybe their interim can rally the boys up. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm picking Oklahoma here. <laughs> but I, I think it'll be an interesting game, maybe. I, I, I don't really know. Uh, I think Oklahoma has this. It's at Nebraska, so Nebraska, I suppose, has that going for them. But their program is in complete and utter disarray. And Scott Frost is gone now, but I don't think he has any coordinators back there that are uh, incredibly spectacular. So I, I don't see how Nebraska can pull this out. What do you think, Timmy J? Nebraska's defense defense is one of the most putrid things I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. They are absolutely atrocious. But new head coach they're going to be playing with some energy that's what i'm saying maybe maybe a little bit of their their back is i mean they they have nothing to lose they have nothing to lose they have nothing to lose that, that, that is legitimately true. nothing to lose their so, special teams and go crazy out there so with that being gonna, said oklahoma by 14 instead yeah like <laughs> there's going to be there they sell out every game so there's it's going to be a pretty crazy atmosphere but they they i they i don't think they I've been them up and then yeah no I don't know. I'm just like, saying, like they have a shot to keep it close early, no, that's but their defense saying. is so maybe, bad. Maybe their defense be, is so bad. I think it will be close for a little bit, and then it will. Dylan be... Gabriel is going to throw all over. Them. Yeah. Did you hear the reports about Scott Frost, like showing up to practice late, skipping not. stuff? I saw an interview with a guy at Nebraska, and he was like, "Yeah, we couldn't talk about this while he was there, but he would show up." Like there were assistant coaches going to the AD and being like, "Like you need to get rid of this guy." Like, he, he apparently was not on top of his shit. He's a guy who wanted to be the head coach from Nebraska, but, like, did not treat the job with much respect, which I, I was surprised by. It's a tough by. position. It, it's but, a tough but, like, spot. he wasn't even trying, is from what I heard. Like, he was half-assing it across the board, which is so, so crazy. So what you're saying is he was basically Johnny Menzel in college. Well, it kind of sounds like Coach O last season. You heard reports of Coach O showing up with the girlfriends and stuff to practice and whatnot. Uh, he gets a pass. He won a national championship. Yeah, that, yeah, but it doesn't last. The thing forever. is, I, I do look at Coach O in a different light just because he, I think Coach O is a CEO head coach. Well, Scott Frost, I mean, he was a good head coach at UCF. That was him. So. There's a big difference between non-Power 5 good, good coach and Power 5. There is. It's okay. a very I think, big difference. I think Scott Player, Frost is mean, a clearly. offensive analyst for some team now. I mean, that's why you have Texas hiring every coach that ever came out of Houston because Houston was always good, and then they just turned out to be bad yeah. because, obviously, it's a very big difference between Power 5 and non-Power 5 jobs. All right, well, on to our next game. Uh, we got BYU at Oregon. Uh, BYU coming off uh, game of the year victory over Baylor. 
I think this will be a good game. I think Oregon is favored right now. It is at home for Oregon. Uh, I'm picking BYU here. I They beat Baylor, who I thought was a good team. Uh, Oregon, just got, I mean, the only time I've seen them play this year is when they got slaughtered by Georgia. I'm going to be low on Oregon until I see otherwise. Bo Nix, not a great... Who's the BYU quarterback? Uh, Jaron Hall. I think Jaron Hall is a better quarterback Jaren than Hall, Bo Nix. Jaron Hall, father of two. Happily married. I, I'll let uh, Jebediah, the BYU expert, or Utah sports expert, touch on this game a little more. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Cougars here. So there's no doubt that Jaron Hall is hungry. He's wanting to be an NFL franchise quarterback. He wants to be the next Zach Wilson, and he's got a lot to prove. So with that being said, I think he's going to come out swinging against Oregon. He's got a solid O-line around him, offering good protection. And I don't think Oregon's at this year. They have a new head coach who is great, okay? He, he was a Georgia's DC. Is he He's great, all, though? I mean... I, he did he did good work with Georgia. Look at Georgia's defense, okay? But also, Kirby himself was a defensive coordinator. So Dennis also. Franchoni did great work as the Alabama coordinator. Either way, though, Oregon is not at the point they need to be in order to start winning a game such as this where you're taking on a skilled opponent like BYU that has a lot to prove, being that they're an independent joining the Big 12. They've got a lot to prove. Uh, Jaron, I I think he's the guy. I don't think Bo Nix is a better quarterback than him. I have a question, though. Yes. Are there two receivers that were out last week back? You know, that is a great question. Because... I still think BYU is going to get their yards no matter what. I'm not arguing that. They're going to get theirs, but do they have enough? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but do they have enough without those two receivers? They had barely enough last week against Baylor to finally edge them out. They the did game. edge them out. Um. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Let me ask this question, though. Do you think but who, I, who, if, if Oregon and Baylor are playing on a neutral side, who do you think wins that game? Neutral. I mean, Oregon's Oregon's at home in this game, so that's why I'm taking okay. Oregon. If Oregon, if Baylor's playing Oregon, like who do you think's better? I think I think Oregon. Oregon's, I think Oregon's offense is probably better, but Baylor's defense is much better than Oregon's. Yeah. So to an- answer defense. that, Nakua and uh, Romney, they're both uh, day by day. Nakua doesn't actually have anything uh, showing up in his X-rays, but uh, still day by day. Uh, he did look good in the first game against. Uh, he, he looked amazing. Yeah, Southern Florida. But then, but then looked, they were both hurt, so that's why. Yeah, I'm Romney hasn't played at all this season, but Romney was an but, incredible uh, player last season, especially with his brother uh, out there, Baylor Romney. Whenever he was uh, playing quarterback, they had some great plays together. So I think Baylor Gunner Romney is a great combo, but also uh, Jaron and Gunner is a great combo. They they have a really good guy that stepped up as well last game that had a bunch of yards. What's his name? Roberts. Chase Roberts. Oh, yeah. He, he Freshman. I don't think he played a lot. but Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. But with the injuries he got in, 6'4", freshman, played very well last Yeah, 122 week yards against Baylor. Played very well. All I right. still think Oregon has enough offense, though, to keep it keep it close. So I think, I think they can keep game. it tight, but I, I... I think it's going to be a close game. I'm putting it on BYU to A lot of out. offense. And so you're taking Oregon, I'm you're taking, taking Baylor, or BYU, I'm taking BYU. A lot of offense in that game. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good game. Uh, definitely, I think, will be a, one of the best games of the week, just like Game of the, or game of the, uh, the Year was last year or last week. On to our next game, P- 
Penn State Auburn. It was game day last year, like I touched on earlier. I actually went to this game. It was a fantastic game. I think Auburn got snubbed last year. I think they should have won the game. And that's who I'm taking this year. I I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't really watched much of either of these teams. I guess I did watch the, who was it, Penn State played week one. Purdue? Penn State Purdue. That yeah. was a good game. Wild game. That was a good game, but yeah, I SEC, baby. I'm taking Auburn. I'm taking Auburn, too, especially given that it's being played in Auburn. That is a difficult environment. We saw last season Alabama struggle playing it in Auburn. Alabama obviously won it in the end, but it was a lot tighter game than a lot of people were expecting. I, yeah, I refuse to pick a team whose quarterback's uh, last name is shared with a big red dog. So, and, and, and case I, I think that I think that's a good way to run Case closed. And that's actually... That's my joke, actually, so... Oh, yeah, you can look it up on Timmy Jernigan's Twitter if you want to. My joke, confirmed. Okay, well... Um, it's in writing, but I don't think... I don't, uh, Jordan Hare is a great environment. I do not think Auburn is good enough. They only scored 24 last week against San Jose State, won by eight points. Purdue, Purdue's offense, I mean, not Purdue, Penn State's offense has been playing super well against Purdue and Ohio. Against Ohio. Whoopty fucking Okay, do. Auburn beat f- Mercer by 26 just, and San Jose State by eight. I'm just kidding. If I don't you know. think... If you think T.J. Finley, who against those two teams, those two teams, Mercer and San Jose State, has thrown one touchdown and three interceptions. Yeah, but Auburn, The only reason they stay in this game is if Tank Bigsby has 200 yards and they just run the 200 ball. yards. No. No. What you're forgetting is Auburn's third-string quarterback, Zach Calzada. If T.J. Finley goes down, I forgot. if their second string goes down... Robbie Ashford? Robbie Ashford goes down. From they Oregon? got Zach Calzada, and, and Cal- Zach Calzada beat Alabama. I think that he can true. handle Penn State, okay? Sean Clifford... I, I'm kidding, but for real, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Auburn here. I, I don't think Auburn stands a chance. I think it'll be a close game just because they're at So home. if they don't stand a chance, then it's not going to be a close game. Is what you're saying. Final score prediction. I think... Penn State puts up 28, Auburn puts up 14. 28-14. What do you think? Or You said Auburn, right? Yeah, I said Auburn. I'm going to go 21. Penn State will win this game. I'm going to go Auburn wins by field goal. Yeah, I'll do... Uh, I'll say 31-24. That's my, that's my guess. I don't think Auburn puts up 24. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I will say that. All right, on to our next game, Texas Tech at NC State. I saw some funny uh, Twitter beef between these two uh, fan bases because they it seems like they know nothing about each other. Um, you can go look at Reddit College Football's Twitter page for that. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. but Yeah, they know a lot about each other. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't really know much about these teams. I'm picking NC State here. I mean, they're higher ranked. I thought they looked all right their first two weeks. Uh, Texas Tech kind of slid by Houston. Houston's and team. it's across halfway across the country, so I'm picking NC State. I'm picking NC State as well. I will say that they have scheduled easier opponents. Uh, they played East Carolina and Charleston Southern, so they're two and zero, but they're against relatively easy uh, opponents. Although East and Carolina, they should have lost East Carolina. Yeah, East Carolina was a tight game. They should have lost. They should have lost. Yes, I, I won't won't deny that. But Sorry, college East kickers. Carolina. Hashtag okay. college kickers. But college Sorry, kickers. Hashtag college kickers. 
But with that all being said, I, I don't think the Texas Tech program is superior. I have Texas Tech going in and winning the game. Both offenses are super great. Both defenses are pretty good this year. But I, I think I think Texas Tech just has a bunch of massive receivers. And we've already seen North Carolina State's defensive backs get kind of get kind of picked on by bigger receivers. So so I love. I love Tech here. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I have Tech. All right, on to our next game. Uh, Michigan State at Washington. Michigan State, the underdog here, being uh, although they are ranked the number 11th team in the country. I found this game uh, to be pretty interesting just because of that. I mean, Washington's a team that hasn't played great the past couple of years. They had some preseason hype last year and fell very short of that. I don't even think they made a bowl game. And Michigan State had a had a pretty good year last year. I don't think Mel Tucker is the guy, but I I, I I'm going to be taking Michigan State here. Um, and you know I don't gamble, but if I were to gamble, I would be taking uh, Michigan State in the points here as well. I I guess I'm just disagreeing with everyone. I'm just I'm just that guy today. But you are I, you're that guy every day. I just. I love Washington. Michael Penix. Michael yeah, Penix I think Michael Penix game. is a bum. Michael Penix revenge game. He's thrown for 700 yards so far this season through two games. Six touchdowns, one interception. Much better than Michigan State's quarterback so far. I think Washington's receivers are better than Michigan State's receivers. But Michigan State's running back is a little better than Washington. Michigan State's defense is playing great. Uh, so is Washington, but they they played less. Both teams have played crappy opponents. Both teams' defenses are playing really well. Washington's offense is by far better than Michigan State's, though. I'm going with Washington. I'm picking Michigan State for this game. I think Michigan State's defense have been playing really well, but like we've said, both these opponents have played relatively easy opponents thus far in the season, so it can be hard to discern who really is the better program. But I'm going to have to go with Michigan State. And I do actually think Mel Tucker is a solid coach. I think he's way overpaid. That, overpaid, yes. You can argue someone's overpaid. That's what I mean by he's he not still the be guy. Good he's, he's, they're paying overpaid. him national championship money, just like AM's paying Jimbo. But, I mean, yes, but, I, he, but at least Jimbo what, has one won a Michigan national. State, just like AM fans, would care about the most, okay? They beat Michigan last season. We beat Texas if we were to do that. Our fans would go crazy. Yeah, but we wouldn't pay Jimbo a hundred million dollars to beat Texas. We're paying Jimbo a hundred million to beat Bama, which we did. Which we did is my point. And Jimbo yeah, has and a national Michigan championship. State beat Michigan, so. But Mel Tucker doesn't have the resume that Jimbo has in his career to earn that type of money. Is what I'm saying. Kinda, You're not a Colorado fan. I kind of like the under in this game. Fifty-seven. Kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, defensive I don't know. They 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 both scored fifty two points last week. It it seems like they're often. I mean, I guess they do have good defense. I mean, defenses. they played Akron and this game. State, this game so is such a crapshoot because you don't what do you have against the Zips because huh? they play. They both played shitty teams. So just a, just a kid from Akron. Uh, Washington minus three and a half. There's a reason why they're favored. That's all I'm saying. Love Washington. All right, on to our next game. I mean, this game I don't even think we have to pick. This is UTSA at Texas. We all pick Texas this here. Is, I mean, this we, is kind of all dependent on if Hudson Card plays. If he doesn't play, I kind of like UTSA. I so think. You're, is that this is what you're saying? You're saying if, but if Hudson Card doesn't play, you're if taking Hudson UTSA Card doesn't play, outright. I'd take UTSA outright. Really? But I think he will play, so I, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm going to take the scenario where UTSA would win, but I'd... 
I think Texas has. I too don't much think it matters. I think Texas. Team, so I think Texas. Even if, has even looked, if they have a walk on for Texas's QB, I think Texas's other guys surrounding them. I think Texas has looked very good against Alabama, like one of the better teams in the country. No disrespect to UTSA though. UTSA is a hell of a program. It was a well fought game against Houston that they had. I think UTSA is going to do great things this season. All right. Well, um, let's see. Let's look. Let's look at the rest of the slate. I think we touched on most of the important games. Like I said, not a ton of top twenty-five matchups. I guess another game that's one to keep an eye on: uh, Georgia at South Carolina. I think Georgia's going to blow it away. I will give five dollars to whoever tells me who would start the game for Texas if Hudson Carr doesn't. I don't. I don't know. Uh. Arch Manning, they got him. In Charles somehow. Wright would be the starting quarterback at the University I don't of Texas. Even know who that is. Charles wow. Wright would be the starting is he a quarterback. I, I, maybe he would be the starting Transfer quarterback some, if Hudson Card didn't play. Tool. If you're telling me that they would beat UTSA with Charles Wright, I, you're wrong. I think that team's hyped up, man. I think what team? Texas. That's what I'm saying. No, like Hudson Card can win the game, but like Charles Wright, no faith. No faith in Charles Wright. All right. Well, uh, just to touch on the, these last couple games, uh, we didn't really pick these because I think we're all in agreement here. Georgia versus South Carolina. The spread is minus twenty five. I like the I like taking Georgia in that. I mean, they slaughtered Oregon, who I think has a better roster than South Carolina. <laughs> I think South Carolina is going to get a little too much hype. This yeah, season. people were picking South Carolina to win this game preseason. I don't think yeah, anyone after, after in the country thinks that now. Arkansas, no. Yeah, uh, Georgia's going to slaughter them. <laughs> Um, besides that, Old Miss is going to murder Georgia Tech, I think. Yeah, I don't think that'll be close. A lot of, um, FCS games. Week three is kind of the last week before, uh, we jump into conference play. Ooh, this is a game I want to touch on. Fresno State at number seven USC. It's not my upside of the week. We're, we're going to get into that segment here in a little bit, but I could see it. I could see this Jay is Cater. Pac-12 after dark, 9.30 PM on Fox. I could see Fresno State taking down the number seven team in the country, USC. Jay Kaner, that's all you guys say. I think if a team outside of the Pac-12 that's on UCS's schedule is going to beat them, I think Fresno State has uh, a pretty good shot. I think they play Notre Dame at the end of the season. Yeah, that's their last game. So I mean, not that Notre Notre Dame's not looking too hot. Notre Dame's looking fantastic, but it's a rivalry game, so I don't know. Could be an upset. All right, well. On to our segments. Uh, we've we're going to be picking our locks of the week, upsets of the week, and games of the week. Um, we're going to start with our locks of the week again. I do not gamble. I do not advocate for gambling, but it is a part of sports now. So we will be picking the spreads. Um, I like Florida State minus two and a half. I think that, like I said, I mean we already touched on this game. I think Florida State's good. I don't believe in Louisville very much. It is at Louisville, but two and a half points is only a field goal. Give me the Seminoles. I have Cal Golden Bears plus 12 against Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost their starting quarterback. They have absolutely no offense at all. For plus 12, that means they'd have to score at least 21, which they only did against Marshall. They put up 21. And that means they'd have to limit Cal to less than a touchdown. And Cal can sling the ball around. They got they got a good quarterback in Plummer. So it, it, 
if Cal scores any more than 10 points, which I think they will, I, I don't think that Notre Dame covers this. What you got, Jebediah? My lock of the week is Purdue plus one and a half. At the moment, Syracuse is favored in this game. I think Purdue will actually win outright. Purdue, I think, is a solid program that has a lot to prove. I think Penn State was our hardest game all season, and they played very well against them. They did lose in the very end, but it was a hard-fought battle, and I think the rest of their season is totally in their hands. And I, I don't think I, I don't really think there's much doubt in my mind that Purdue will win this. So I'm taking Purdue plus one and a half. Yeah, and and I think for the rest of this podcast runtime, I don't know if Jebediah will ever not have Purdue or BYU picked in in one of his locks upsets for games of the week. We'll see. What do you think? Next week, maybe. Maybe. Who does BYU play next week? Good question. Uh, Bomb. Two percent. Is that confirmed? Two (laughs) percent. Let's see. We're pulling it up right now. They will be playing Wyoming. Oh, okay. Love BYU. Yeah. Game. Then they play Utah State after that. That'll be a good love game. Love BYU. Oh, that'll be game, too. Game, game of the year for you. <laughs> game of the year. Um, well, they don't play Utah this season. That's normally game of the year. All right, and and I'm, we're gonna go back over and look at uh, our records real fast and locks of the week. So let's see. We had. I'm not very good. Last week I had Arizona State. You had Georgia oh. State. Or, sorry, no, I had Baylor plus three. You had Iowa State plus three oh, and a half. Iowa State. So, oh, great bet. I'm 0-1 there. You're 1-0. Let's see what we had week one. Uh, again, my lock of the week. Oregon plus 16 and a half. Timmy LC. J-Town, LC minus three. So he's 1-1. One one. I'm 0-2. Oh, Utah minus two and a half. Jebediah is 0-1. So... Um, but my lock of the week, or not my lock, my upset of the week hit that week. All together, week we are week. <laughs> one and four in locks of the weeks, so we might be a fade podcast um, after after this weekend, even though I'm feeling pretty good about my pick, i got to say. All right, uh, on to our next segment, upset of the week. This one was hard for me to pick. Our criteria, criteria for an upset is plus 200 odds. Which is around plus seven. Around the touchdown. A, a lot of close lines this week. Um, you know, I picked Auburn over there Penn State. Last week as well. That would not fall under an upset in this criteria, with our criteria. So, uh, on to my upset of the week. I am picking Old Dominion over Virginia. Uh, Old Dominion is familiar with beating Virginia teams this season. Beating Virginia Tech week one. I believe that was... My upset of the week. Timmy J-Town's upset of the week, week one. So, yeah. Give well, me Old Dominion at Virginia. I, they're also out for blood. Virginia is not letting them bring their dog onto the field. Their unofficial mascot. What? The yeah. dog with the blue Crocs? Exactly. They're not letting them bring it. Okay. And where's the cool sunglasses? Yeah. Yeah. They're not allowing. This it. is and the analytics we need. It's a service need. animal. They will not be a mascot. They, apparently. Darn shame. Old Dominion is going to be fighting like hell to show. Virginia I was iffy about this game before. Take, take out the mortgage. Put it on Old Dominion now. Lock of the century. I love Western Kentucky against Indiana. Indiana should have lost to Illinois. It was a ref show. They only won, beat Idaho by 13. They just don't have a very good offense. Their defense is pretty mediocre, too. And Western Kentucky absolutely slings the ball. Their quarterback has seven touchdowns already this season. So I, I give, give, me, give me Western Kentucky. Give me the Hilltoppers. 
For my upset of the week, I'm picking Kansas over Houston. Sounds like a great basketball game, but this is football. Now, Kansas right now is at the top of the Big 12, if you can believe it. 1-0 in Big 12 play. Yeah, they're winning the Big 12 at the moment, okay, with their defeat, uh, with them beating West Virginia last week. Now, I don't know what it is, but these uh, basketball schools are doing pretty well at this old football thing. Duke is looking solid. Kentucky beat Florida last week, and now Kansas as well is looking solid. They're taking on Houston. I think, even though it's at Houston, Kansas could pull off the upset. And then after that, they take on Duke. Kansas could be 4-0 and going into Week 5 when they play Iowa State. I like the pick. I like the pick. Kansas, uh, the coach of Kansas has been doing good things there. Uh, Dave Portnoy thought it was Les Miles. It is, in fact, not Les Miles. It has oh, yeah, not been Les Miles for a couple of years. It's the Buffalo guy. That's all I know. But well, nonetheless, I like the pick. I could I see it happening. Say he's a Buffalo soldier? You could say that. Uh, and just to give reference where we're at on our picks, I am 1-1 one one in upsets of the week. I'm 1-1 one one as well. Timmy J is also 1-1. One and, one. and Jebediah is 0-1. Jebediah missed the preview show last week. My, so my that dog is why of the week is. last week, though, my, or my upset of the week last week, they did cover. They just didn't win. So. Yeah. Let, let me say one more thing. Kansas, I think, if they play... Play well against Houston. They could be bowl eligible this year. Okay, let me just run through a few things. They're already two and zero. Taking on Houston, if they beat Houston, then Duke, which is a winnable game. That's four and zero. Then they just need to find a way to beat some two other teams. Well, Texas the is a guaranteed win. So Texas win. is a lock. Okay, and then from that, I Kansas think Kansas State will be Kansas, a good game this Kansas year. Kansas State. Okay, that is a rivalry right there for them. That means a lot to them. I think they could take that. They could take on Tech. They could take on TCU. They take think on Iowa State, maybe. Iowa State. Any of those teams, and they're in a bowl, okay? Uh, all right. On to our games of the week. I got Miami at AM. Like I said earlier, this game would have been game day had AM not completely screwed the pooch against App State. Uh, night game, sold out crowd, big environment. I think it's a redemption game for AM. I mean, I'm kind of just repeating myself here. So. That's my game of the week. What do I got? I like Tech at NC State. I think it's going to be a high-powered offensive game. I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a close game. I like it as my game of the week. I'm taking Mississippi State LSU. Brian Kelly's got some stuff to prove after that loss at Florida State. They did win last week, but Mississippi State took on Arizona and looked pretty good. I think Will Rogers is an incredible quarterback. And it's a pretty veteran team at Mississippi State. And I think Mississippi State will win it. But I think it's going to be a hell of a game. All right. Well, yeah, that's actually a game I wanted to talk about. I forgot to add that to our college football slate. Uh, I, I'm pretty high on Mississippi State this year. And I, I think LSU will be all right. But I don't think that loss to start the season was a great way for uh, to set the tone. I'll be taking Mississippi State here as well. Will um, Rogers, good quarterback. As an AM fan, this is certainly game a game I'm scared of. Especially because Mississippi State is in Mississippi. Yeah, so um, I would also take Mississippi it's State. It's not being played in Mississippi, so uh, against us. Against us. Oh, against us. It is. Yeah. yeah, as Nagy. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about this game. I was no, like, no, 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 definitely no, no. at it, LSU. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's really it for our college football talk this week. Let's see if we got any. Any crazy news stories? Uh, I, I think a fun little bit last night was when um, Roger Goodell and Jeff Bezos were, were oh, sitting together. 
the two most liked men in the world. Two robots. I mean, those might be the two most hated men in the world right now. I mean, I'm not even really kidding. I think that's very funny that you they were there. Jeff Bezos' brain like works in binary. <laughs> do you think he thinks in ones and zeros? <laughs> you know, I never thought about that, but I think that makes perfect sense. Like he could be a robot. We don't know. He could be. But he's um, starting to get kind of jacked now, so I don't think a robot could get... Well, he, he got divorced recently, so he's back in the dating pool. Yeah. Makes so sense. You have to. Uh, Even and, billionaires. In, in other news, Kyrie Irving shared a video of Alex Jones ranting uh, in 2002 on InfoWars, and some people are upset about that, that Kyrie is an Alex Jones fan. Uh, that kind of surprises some people. Uh, doesn't I, really surprise me. is he a me. flat earther, though? Doesn't he believe that the world is flat? So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, in other news, Stranger Things star Maya Hawke explains why she would love for one character to die. Who's that? <laughs> it's this girl. Ah, yes. It's, it's Ethan Hawke and girl. Uma Thurman's daughter. Really? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's the girl that works at the ice cream Yeah, everyone knows place. who that is except you. I don't know people's names. Um, I don't know. Other than that. Trey Lance uh, dancing with some strippers. Following after his loss, he's a pro- he's a protege of the Jimmy G. Oh, new he has to. Shams alert! Free agent guard Dennis Schroeder plans to sign a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, of course, he was the point guard on that on the championship run with them. Oh, and then something to share: Dak Prescott went down for the Cowboys, and they put in Chase Daniel, who has that been just the- not a different game. Completely different game. Completely different game. Chase Daniel is a quarterback on the Los Angeles Chargers. That's who I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Anyways, Chase Daniel, who went to Southlake, Texas, Carroll High School. Southlake, Texas, Carroll High School? Southlake, Carroll in In Southlake, Texas. Texas. That's where he went. He's been in the NFL for 13 years total. He's had 71 games played, five starts, 261 passes attempted, eight touchdowns, and has made 41... Point eight million dollars. Yeah, that that's hilarious. That's the life, man. That's that's Alex Moran um, right there. mentality right there. Yeah. Go goats. Uh, something funny I heard today. Shout out to PMT. Um, Brian Robinson, the Washington running back who got shot twice in the leg, is out for five weeks. Dak Prescott, who hurt his hand, is out six weeks. Hurt his fingy. So. A running back got shot twice. Built different. And is going to be coming back faster than Dak Prescott is. Built different. Because Dak Prescott is a bum. He's a king of bums. Maybe they don't want him back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to wrap up our college football talk. We're going to bring in our guest new co- analyst. Guest expert analyst. Floyd Pinkerton. Floyd Pinkerton, I believe. And we'll be right back. All right. And we're back here with our... New NFL co-host. Hello, I'm Floyd Pinkerton, and I heard Jebediah was having trouble with the NFL picks, so I am here to fill in. I got the takes you don't want to hear, but they're the takes you need. Oh, I like that. Alright, well, just to jump straight into our games, uh, we picked our five uh, games of the week. We think these games are probably going to be the closest games of the week. Starting off, we got Commanders at Lions. Carson Wentz versus Dan Campbell. Why don't you take it away, Timmy J? Give me the Lions. Lions, Lions, Lions. 
Dan Campbell, that offense is crazy. Give me the Lions. They hung in there. They hung in there with the Eagles last week, and I think the, I'm very high on the Eagles this year. I think they're going to win the division. So um, They got that two running back system. They uh, can do whatever they need. Carson Wentz also looked really good last week. Give me the Commanders. I was going to say, I hate to be a contrarian here, but I think the Lions are about to fall apart um, no. in front of everybody. No. Impossible. Uh, um. I think Dan Campbell ate a little too much turkey last week, and it's time for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I say give me the Lions. Psych, bitch. All right. Commanders, Lions, Commanders. We'll see about that one. uh, That'll be an exciting game. On to our next game. Revenge game for famous Jameis, Jameis Winston. Um, The crab leg machine himself. Uh, who y'all like here? All right, this game is always a complete shit show. They these teams hate each other more than Philly hates the Cowboys. These this is an unspoken rivalry, and I take the Bucks. Tom Brady is gonna burn the Saints down to the ground. Would you say T O M Tom Tom Tom? Look, I'm a little biased. I got Tom <laughs> starting on the fantasy team, but the the Saints over their past, I think two matchups have crumbled. Under the force of Tom. I'm just going to be real with you. I'm eating W's all the way home. Give me Jameis. Revenge game. I like it. I'm eating W's. Here, here's the thing. I think the Bucks are a better team than the Saints. I think the Bucks will go farther than the Saints this year. But since Tom Brady's been on the Buccaneers, he has not played well against the Saints. The Saints have his number since he's been there. And the Bucks are hurt this week. I don't know if Mike Evans will be playing. I know there's questions about Chris Godwin. They got a few guys out. Now, Jameis, he, he, he's in pain everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. He hurts everywhere. <laughs> but he's going to get some, some stem shots, some adrenaline in, in his system. He's eating W's. Give me though. the Saints at the Saints. He thrives on I, eating I W's. think you guys got it wrong. Tom, he's getting old. He needs a game to warm up. And so Tom warmed up, Tom. still pulled out an easy dub against the Cowboys, and is now about to torch the Saints. I think it'll be a good game nonetheless. Tom, it doesn't matter the downfield for Tom. Injuries, no injuries. Tom is going to sling it, and between him and whoever the hell they decide to start that day, the Saints ain't ready for what Tom is cooking. They, we'll see about that. We will see about that. Famous Jameis, 23 for 34, 269 last week. Taysom Hill played great. I don't know. I can name all the players I want. Let's Look, see. Julio questionable. Look, Do- Donovan Smith question doubtful. Russell Gage. Oh God, Jameis is questionable. Timmy J. Do you know <laughs> if Jameis doesn't play, I'm taking the Bucks here. If Jameis plays, no know who question. Who are sleeping on? Our boy Lenny. Lenny. They're not ready for playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny it's is It's week two. It's week two. It ain't playoff Lenny's time yet. Playoff Lenny by beating the Saints' ass week two. All I got to say is it's the week Saints. week two. He can't be playoff Lenny. The Saints had 420 yards of offense last week. Case closed. Did you say 420? 420 on the dot. All right. On to our next game. Dolphins at Ravens. Contender for game of the week. Uh, Both of these teams played great last week. Uh, Devin Duvernay went off in fantasy. Lamar went off. Uh, Dolphins also went off. Uh, They might have been their most dominant win over the Patriots since before Tom Brady's time. I'm kind of just 
saying that, but um, that's kind of just what I've heard. I didn't get to really tune into that game much, but um, Dolphins look good so far. But now we have the ticket, so now we can. Do now it. we have the tickets. Now we'll see it with our own eyes. Uh, I like the Dolphins on the road though. Tyree Kill down there, uh, and you know Tua Tua is better than Patrick Mahomes apparently. So look, I think, like I said, I'm going to be a little bit of contrarian. I think the Ravens got it. Ravens won at home. I don't think people are paying attention to what's cooking up there in Baltimore, man. It's a good week to be a bird. Thug life. And I don't think the Dolphins are ready for what they're cooking up. Um, the Dolphins did look really good last week, but when don't the Dolphins look good early in the season? Everyone always gets their hopes up, and then the Dolphins um, fall apart on national television. You know, right. you, you, uh, yeah, you, you touch into that, and then I'll, I'll say my piece. I'm just going to say something. I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter lately, but Tua might be the smartest quarterback of all time. In his press conference, he said he explained the quarterback position very well. He said, I need my receivers to be able to look at me so I can look at them and get them the ball better than Kyler Murray because he can explain how to play quarterback. He knows how to play quarterback. Find him. He will find you down the field, the most accurate quarterback According to Tyreek Hill. I was going to say, ask Tyreek Hill how that went last week. Hit had a great game. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins all day. With that being said, I want to intersect a little segment here. Chopping block. Who's on my chopping block of the week? Bird teams. I think bird teams go 0-4 this week in games. <laughs> Ravens against the Dolphins. I think the Ravens lose. Falcons against the Rams. I think the, uh, I think the Falcons lose. Cardinals against the Raiders. I think the Cardinals lose. And finally, on Monday Night Football, I think the Vikings beat the Eagles. Birds are 0-4 on about, the chopping block. What about the Seahawks? You flamed my Seahawks. Who are the Seahawks playing? They're, they're playing the 49ers. 0-5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. Chopped off. I think Completely a- just didn't even see it because he knew they were going to lose. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I'm blind to the Seahawks. 0-5 for bird teams. That's my take. All right, um, y'all got anything else on Dolphins, Ravens? I think no, that kind of sums it up. All right, uh, on to the next one, Vikings-Eagles. I kind of just touched on a little bit. I'll let y'all start off with this one. Look, the Vikings looked explosive last week. That was a high-powered, super-powered offense. We, we got to see the Packers and Aaron Rodgers get dismantled, taken apart live. I know um, my boy over here is hot on the Eagles, but do you smell... What kind of cheese they're cooking up in Minnesota? Oh, I smell it. I smell it. That's stinky. You don't want it. The Vi- the Eagles don't want it. The Vikings are going to pull away with it. All they do is eat cheese up there. I'm going with the Vikings as well. I think Justin Jefferson is a top five receiver in the league. At least oh, he's right a top now. three receiver in the league right now. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop Justin Jefferson? I said he's top three. Who's going to stop him? Huh? Who's going to stop Adam Thielen? Who's There's gonna one person. Who's going to stop Kirk? down. Trayvon Diggs. Kirk? Trayvon Diggs. No, I, I, I agree. I Like I said, I think, I, I although I think the Eagles are good, a good team, and I think they're going to win the NFC East, I, I, I think the Vikings are very good. Kevin O'Connell had a f- great uh, first game with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson looks looking amazing. Kirk's looking great. Give me the Vikings. Kirk Cousins' alma mater, though, of Michigan State, not going to look good this weekend. I think they lose. Mm, we'll see. All right, on to our, our final uh, big game of the week. Bears at Packers. This is actually the Sunday night game. Oh, kind of skipped ahead. Bears. Uh, 
This Go one, ahead. the spread is minus 10 in favor of Green Bay. It is a home game for Green Bay. Packers looked abysmal, is, is I think the correct word, uh, last week. Aaron Rodgers did not look happy. He was very frustrated with his receivers, dropping wide open touchdown passes. Bears, on the other hand, uh, took away a win from the um, 49ers. NFC uh, Conference I don't, I don't. I guess they didn't win the NFC, but uh, they, they were, were there. They, they were there in the conference championship. So that's my point: is is there a team that went far in the playoffs last year, and and the Bears got the win? So um, that game was a little different because of how much rain there was. It was a very ground and pound game. I think the Bears covered the spread, but I'm gonna be taking the Packers here because uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. I'm gonna have to agree with that take. I think Aaron Rodgers is mad. I think Aaron Rodgers is a little sad, and I think. Aaron Rodgers will be off the bean throwing bombs on some Chicago Bears this weekend. Well, I tell you what. He was off the bean last week against the Vikings and played absolutely horrible. He was smoking that perk pack. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know about that perk pack. He did not want to be there. He was, like, tripping around. He was falling. He couldn't throw the ball. His receivers were dropping everything. But he doesn't play until starting, like, week four. He just... Forgets the games are even happening, except for when they're playing the Bears. He owns the city of Chicago. It's not even going to be He's close. He's their dad. He's um, the, he, he, he owns Big Cat. He I, owns he Big does. Cat. Aaron Rodgers confirmed owns Big Cat. And I would actually challenge you over there, TJ, because I don't think Aaron Rodgers had enough perk. You say that he was over-perked. I say he was under-perked. I think under-perked. he looked way too into that game. <laughs> I think his eye, there was still some soul left in his body, and I think he needed to smoke just a little bit more. I think he will pop that extra perk against the Bears. I don't know if there's a quarterback that owns the city as much as Aaron Rodgers owns I don't think there's anyone Chicago. anywhere in the entire world that owns uh, anything actually, as much as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers owns also owns the Cowboys. He owns their soul and just about every NFC playoff game in existence. That's true. So it just depends how you like your losses. Disappointing and in the regular season or heartbreaking and in the postseason. Kim Jong-un doesn't own the slaves in North Korea as well as Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. Enough said. All right, into our segments of the week, and then we'll probably touch on some uh, some games we haven't talked about yet. But uh, we'll be doing locks of the weeks, upset of the week, and game of the week, just like we do in college football. Uh, to start off... I got Commanders plus one and a half. I, I think Carson Wentz played great last week. Antonio Gibson played great. Really, the, Curtis Samuel played great. All across the board, the, the skills positions players on the Commanders look good. And I think the Lions were good last week. I am a little nervous that it is on the road at the Lions, but I, I think it'll be a close game. But give me the Commanders. Give me the Lions. Give me the over with the Lions. Their defense sucks, but their offense is great. Give me everything. Give me all the points. I love it. Um, My lock of the week, Raiders minus five and a half. I think this is a, a rat line. I think the people aren't ready for this line. Um, we just watched the Cardinals get torched by um, a half-developed Chiefs offense <laughs> that, we, that we got to watch um, yesterday, I guess. Third and Renfro. Um, third and Renfro. Derek Carr, one of the youngest leaders in the league. I think the Cardinals youngest have a, leaders in the league. One of the, Bro, he ain't one youngest. Of the oldest young, leaders in the league. I was gonna say, uh, youngest as in new to his team. Um, but I think that the revolving door of a defense that the Cardinals have is gonna succumb to third and Renfro. Yeah, I won't Maybe take the Cardinals seriously until they got DeAndre Hopkins back. Do you think 
first in Renfro a little bit? I don't, it might be first in Renfro. It might be second in Renfro. They underutilized him, and I think he'll be picking up some extra this week. I, I like the bet. I would also be taking uh, Raiders minus 5.5 on Cardinals if I had a bet on this game. I think the Cardinals are going to suck this year. So, All right, on to our upsets of the week. Uh, we touched. I touched on it earlier. I like the Dolphins over the Ravens. Um, I'm not going to go into this again because we already talked about it, but give me the Dolphins. I have the Cardinals over the Raiders. I know, I don't know. Just a feeling? You said it had to be around plus 200, so that, that was the game I found. Anything else you like? You, you want to look real fast? Is there anything else you think? Well, the 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 reason that Kyler Murray didn't play well last week is the beta for the new Call of Duty game dropped. So I think is it double XP weekend? So no, 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 no. That was last weekend. The beta dropped. So this weekend he'll be more focused. Yeah, but the yeah the beta dropped for Modern Warfare two this week. I think. Did it? I think is so. Is it this week? I think so. I thought it was last. So week. last week was double XP. The beta oh, for Modern Warfare shoot. two. Is live right now. I oh think. shoot! Never mind. They're gonna lose. <laughs> oh boy! All right. For my steaming, steaming, steaming upset of the week, I got the Texans beating the Broncos. And although the Broncos division is red hot right now, I think the Broncos are gonna get left in the dust. And I think the Texans um, tying is gonna be the morale they need to go into this week and um, fuck on. Russell Wilson on the Broncos. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, it was one that I was definitely considering as well. What I'm hoping for is Texans and Broncos to tie this game. I would love to see the Texans go 0-0-17, uh, something that's never been done before. And uh, this year's the first time in a while that's even been possible since there was a tie in Week 1. So uh, I'm rooting for a tie here. But All right, on to our next segment, Game of the Week. I got Vikings at Eagles. Again, we already touched on this. This is a Monday night game at in Philly, uh, 7.30 p.m. Uh, two high-powered offenses, I think. I think it'll be – I think the over will hit whatever. It, yeah, over under 50.5. Give me the over there. I would uh, – Give I would, me the Vikings. I love that. Game man. of the week. I think those are two hot offenses. I love, I love seeing both of those teams drive down the field, and I think that's going to be a damn good game. Give me – the game of the week, Jameis Winston, Eden W's, Butts at Saints. Game of the week. I agree. Like I said earlier, this game is traditionally a shit fest. We could see someone die on the field, and it would be run of the mill for Bucks at Saints. All right. Game Moving on to my game of the week, I like the Panthers at the Giants. First Giants home game of the season, and whenever these two teams play... There's some fucking shenanigans. Last time they met up, we saw Daniel Jones receive a pass and then fall on his face. <laughs> this is the entertainment the people have been waiting for. Um, it could be a complete shit fest. We could watch the Giants, who looked not too bad week one, coming off the more morale victory, get completely fucked on by an angry Baker and the Panthers. Or Yeah, Baker could, Baker is angry. I will or say that. We could see Baker succumb to his rage and get dicked on by the most mid-ass Giants team we've seen since 2015. Yeah, it'll be you interesting. Never know. I, I, hey, I think Brian Dable... Mid is a lot better than bad. I think so Brian Dable's a good coach. I think Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. And I think that Matt Rule is a terrible coach. So it'll be an interesting game. Like you said, Baker's mad. 
Giants coming off a win. It'll be a close game. I don't know who I'm picking here. All right, uh, now to touch on kind of just the last games here. Here's a total shit fest. 0-1 Bengals versus 0-1 Cowboys. Cowboys uh, lose Dak for up to six weeks. Who's the quarterback? Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Cooper Rush versus Joe Burrow. Uh, since he's going to win this game. Joe Burrow? No doubt about it. All right, and I, I can't wait to say this, but I think we're going to watch the Cowboys play some of the worst football that we've ever seen. They're a team that strives on those early moral victories and usually get torn apart later, but I think we're seeing a rare Cowboys season where they suck the whole fucking time. And that's a good time. That's a good season to me. Um, uh, touched on it earlier, I think this Panthers-Giants game is going to be explosive. Um, Baker plays best after a little bit of disrespect. Uh, Giants play well after some victories. Uh, it'll be interesting. The Giants have been traditionally aggressive in this game in the past. Like I said, lots of trickery um, typically in this matchup. And we have uh, the new Giants coach who is going to, like Brock said, love that guy. Um, and I think we're going to see him be even more aggressive than this matchup normally is. Uh, another game, Patriots at Steelers. The Patriots are favored, and it's at the Steelers. Uh, Patriots favored by two and a half points. I would take the Steelers here. I like the Steelers personally. I, I was going to agree. I think the, the dirty Steelers Powell, defense. The Steelers defense the, is dirty. I right believe now. TJ Watt is out. Oh. He might be out for the year. Apparently, oh. yep. Steelers defense is still good. Got Minka Fitzpatrick. Got some good guys in there. But I mean, the Patriots. I'll offense say it's was putrid. Who is left week. on the Pats? The Patriots offense was putrid. Yeah, I I am not. Hot I would, on the I would trust my this dead year. grandmother to generate more fantasy points than after, the Patriots. After offense. that Patriots game against the Bills. I mean, I have no faith Dolphins. in the no. I mean, I mean in the playoffs oh. when they got slaughtered by the Bills. They, when the Bills um, lit them on fire. No, I mean, and then they play terrible against the Dolphins. I won't believe in the Patriots until uh, I don't know they get a good run next going, year. So next year, okay, Perks, I have a question for you. What's that? Who's on the chopping block this week? I I said teams with Burks. Who's I've your, got who's? I've got one. I have the Virginia Cavaliers on the chopping block, as we've seen. The viral video of the Old Dominion fan doing the choking. I think they're going to throw Virginia into the guillotine. They're going to start choking with their neck on the guillotine. They're going to drop the lever. Old Dominion will take it this week. I got and you know what? Old Dominion, the Monarchs, King Charles King III. Charles. <laughs> Speaking of chopping blocks He's the new king. Monarchs are on the chopping block, but a new monarch has come... He's a powerful monarch. He's a king. I think Old Dominion wins this week. Something also to consider is one, he's not dead. I don't. I heard that mentioned Very on the podcast. Two, if you want to know who I think is on the chopping block this week, consider Drizzy Drake. After Drizzy the Drake. Anthony Fantano scandal, his ass is on the line. Not only did Anthony Fantano get him to expose his own slanderous DMs on the Instagram. But also had the internet convinced that he sent Anthony Fantano a vegan cookie recipe. No. The Drizzy no. Drake. Drizzy right. Drake sending out vegan cookie on a, recipes. On a, on a more serious note, I think the Rams are on the chopping block this really? week. We saw them completely fall apart against the Bills. And I think that if they don't pick it together to play the arguably worst bird team in the NFL, I think they their season just could be over. Yeah, this is, it's not, I don't think it's make or break, but yeah, I, I think if they want to go far in the playoffs, I mean, this is a must-win game. They looked bad against the Bills, and the Bills are the playoff, or the Super Bowl favorite right now, 
But um, yeah, I agree. If the Rams come out slow and lose this game, they're they're certainly going to be in trouble here. So, you know who's on the who else is on the chopping block this week? <laughs> oh. At least one person from the Stranger Things cast. We don't know which one, but someone thinks Unnamed that someone person. should die. Unnamed person should die. Someone from Stranger Things cast is on the chopping block. You know who right else now. is on the chopping block? King Charles hands. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all seen King Charles' hands? I mean, what the fuck? Dude's got more Twinkies than a Twinkie box, man. I mean, look at that. It's like it's it's like three times the size of my fingers. It's that's creepy. Who's the king from House of the Dragon? He is also his hands are yeah. yeah, You know what? His hands have been for three episodes. Calling it now, and I don't I don't even know this confirmed. I'm calling King Viserys dead after this week. Dead this week. That's my prediction. Okay, you know what? I will take it a step further. I don't think he makes it eleven minutes into the episode. Eleven. 11. I'll take. Number. I will take the over at eleven minutes. I think he's dying. I don't even over under twenty five minutes. Half the episode over under twenty five. Oh. minutes. I'm taking the under all day long. I I think they're gonna kill his ass off in the least spectacular death we've ever seen. I, I think, think he'll slowly be, be dying, and I think he'll die in the second half of the episode. Give me the over. I like it. All right. Well, with that being said, I think that wraps it up. We got a busy week of uh, games to watch, and and we'll be back with the podcast on Monday. So this is um, Perks Nowinski signing off. This is Floyd Pinkerton, uh, excited to join. Maybe you'll see me again, maybe not. Either way, it's been a great time. And Timmy J. Town, and remember, go fuck yourself, Tallahassee. Traveling in a fight on a hippie trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover
the land of plenty. 